At times, when we picture Mormon tediously abridging the plates, we imagine him sitting, pouring through a single long history, tightening up the accounts, and choosing the stories he wanted to retell. Actually, Mormon probably had multiple journals and records written by various authors. He found it easier, rather than blending the stories together, to recount the stories one after another, and often left the timeline for his readers to figure out at a later date. This is Between the Lines of the Book of Mormon, and we're your hosts. I'm Jay Harris. And I am Andrew Harris. And we are so thrilled that you would take your time to listen to our podcast today. Sometimes when we're reading the Book of Mormon, Andrew, it's easy to think that these events happened in sequence, that they happened one after another. What we sometimes don't realize is that these events are often taking place at identically the same time. During a 14-year time period in the Book of Mormon, there are stories told of three men, Alma the Younger, Ammon, and Aaron. Although these stories are told sequentially in the Book of Mormon, the actual experiences are all taking place simultaneously. Ammon and his brother Aaron, along with their two brothers, Omner and Himni, decide to go on missions. They decide to leave the safety of Zarahemla and go into the south country where the Lamanites live. This was to the dismay of their father. I'm sure he was pleased that they wanted to be missionaries, but he was getting older and realized that he only had a short time left before he passed away. Messiah, he was the king. I'm sure he always expected his sons to take over, but when they went out on missions, it's a little bit different than what we think of today. Mm-hmm. You go out for, for men, it's two years, and for women, it's 18 months. But for them... They didn't really have a timeline in mind, I don't think. They didn't say, we're going to go out for a couple months and then come back. I think they went out and said, we're doing this for as long as it takes, <laughs> and possibly we could die. I mean, this could be the, the rest of our lives we're going to spend being missionaries. They were gone for 14 years yeah. out as missionaries before they finally returned to the land of Zarahemla. Yeah. That's a long time to be away from home. So they gave up everything. We sacrifice job or school or whatever. They they gave up pretty much their whole lives, the kingship. They did. And they were willing to sacrifice it all in order to preach the gospel to the Lamanites. Yeah. At the same time, now this isn't before or after, this is at the identical same time, Alma the Younger stayed home in Zarahemla. Mm-hmm. King Mosiah at that point had no heir to take over the kingship, and so he proposed a new form of government. He said, what if instead of having a king over the land, what if we elect officials to be over us? We'll call them judges. There'll be lower judges, higher judges, and over all the land, a chief judge. The very first chief judge over the land of Zarahemla was Alma the Younger, and he was elected by the voice of the people. Which is also cool because Alma the Younger... You know, a lot of people thought he was a bad person, at least at one point. But they must have all heard the story of his conversion, and they all really respected him and really liked him to all want him to be their judge. Who would be a better judge than someone who had made mistakes and then had repented? That's who I want to be judging me. I agree, absolutely. 
If we allow ourselves to read between the lines, we can picture three very distinct scenes. Ammon is in the mission field way south of Zarahemla. He's working faithfully as a shepherd in King Lamoni's service. We really don't know how long he was serving King Lamoni. This could have been years that he was tending sheep. It might not have been the most exciting job for him for a while. Right. But he, he was a faithful servant, and he knew that that would eventually pay off. And when those robbers came upon those sheep, he realized this is a perfect opportunity for me to demonstrate the, the power of God and to be a powerful tool in God's hand and be a missionary. What's taking place in the other two lives? Aaron is in a different Lamanite city. He's trying desperately to teach the non-responsive Amulonites and Amalekites. These people have been converted to a new and attractive religion taught by a Nephite preacher by the name of Nehor. Yeah, so Nehor is going around spreading his evil doctrines. And, and it spread throughout not only Nephite lands, but the Lamanite lands. And that was during that same kind of 14-year period, too. We don't know how long he had been out teaching, but it had spread far and wide. Back in Zarahemla, this same preacher named Nehor not only spreads false and misguiding doctrine, but in his arrogance he murders a national hero by the name of Gideon. Alma, now in his very first year as the reigning chief judge, has the terrible task of sentencing Nehor to death. Despite Nehor's popularity, Alma faces his daunting responsibility and executes this wealthy preacher. Yeah. Years pass. Again, we picture the three lives. Ammon now rejoices as King Lamoni and his wife accept the gospel and are baptized into the church. Yeah, he's having fun in, in his <laughs> Oh, it's, it's so, I mean, he's having all these rewards. Yeah. And King Lamoni allows Ammon to now preach to all the people and baptize as many as will join the church. Yep. Aaron? <laughs> he's not having fun. <laughs> <laughs> he's still trying to teach the Lamanites. He's had zero success. In he fact, get, he gets cast into prison. <laughs> They're like, we don't want you preaching. We go to jail. That's right. So they throw Aaron and a couple of the other missionaries into prison. So while Ammon is having such a good time, Aaron is not only not having any success, but he's now residing in a prison. And how long was that? We don't know exactly, but it could have been a couple of years that he just sat in a prison, maybe teaching the other prisoners. I don't know, but... <laughs> Back in Zarahemla, Alma the Younger decides that he's tired of being chief judge, and so he resigns his judgeship, and he decides to become a missionary and to teach the people who have fallen away. Many of them have followed this religion of Nehor and are now outside of the church, and so he goes on a mission. Yeah, and he meets Amulek, and he starts having good experiences and some bad experiences, too. He gets yep. thrown into prison himself. Now, Ammon hears that his dear brother Aaron is in a jail somewhere, and so he decides to take Lamoni, and the two of them travel to see if they can free Aaron from prison. Yeah. Back in Zarahemla again, Alma is probably at this point also residing in a prison, along with Amulek. He's been thrown into prison by the people of Ammonihah. Yeah. So all of this is going on at the same time. It's really interesting to think about it all happening at the same time. There's all these different experiences that they're all experiencing. And it's almost like a movie when you start picturing it at all. It's, you could imagine this becoming a, a really cool movie to watch, but uh, it would take a, a big budget and 
a lot of good actors and good directors to produce <laughs> so this too. movie, but it's a lot of excitement and interesting stories. Now Ammon travels to Madonna and frees his brother Aaron from prison. Yeah. Back in Zarahemla, Alma is freed from prison by a sudden earthquake. Yeah, they could have been freed right around the same time. Now, good old Aaron, up to this point, has had no success. He's been thrown into prison. He's been persecuted. He's been beat up. He's just, I mean, it's been awful for him. Does he quit? No. No. Which is awesome. I mean, that's perseverance, really. It's perseverance. Absolutely. What does he decide to do? He decides to teach the main king, the king of the whole land. He he goes right to the top. And decides to teach King Lamoni's father, who's king over all the the Lamanite lands. Who does that remind you of? It's kind of like the prophet Abinadi, who, facing the prospect of being killed, he went in to teach the king and and knew this could turn out really bad for me, but I'm going to go do it anyway. And I'm sure Aaron must have been terrified as he sat before this king over all the Lamanites and preached the gospel to him. Because all the king had to do was say, Nah, (laughs) I don't like this guy. Put him to death. Let's yeah, get uh, get the wood you know, out. Put him in jail for a long time, and he had no problem putting him to death. Instead, Lamoni's father is touched by the message of the gospel. He's watched the example of his son with his relationship with Ammon, yeah. and the king over all the Lamanite lands decides that the church is true. Yeah. He and his wife get baptized, and now Aaron is having the time of his life. The king has sent out an edict that everyone is to listen to the missionaries. So Aaron is now, after all these years of struggling and persecution and trials, is now having tremendous success as he baptizes how many? Thousands. Thousands, yeah. thousands into the church, it says. Yeah. As uh, Moroni says, we don't receive a witness until after the trial of our faith. And 14 years, he was basically in prison probably most of the time, I'd imagine. He could have been. And he was, at the very least, struggling and not having a lot of success. And that's perseverance, and that's great faith that he had to to keep on working and just say, I'm not going to give up. And then when he finally does get the success, it's kind of that that witness that comes after the trial of your faith. Aaron is baptizing thousands. Ammon is back in the land of Ishmael, baptizing thousands. Alma is in the land of Zarahemla, and he heals a repentant lawyer by the name of Zeezrom, who was this wicked man, now repentant and ready to receive the gospel. Yeah. All of this is going on at the same time in the Book of Mormon. You know, when we think about these Nephite missionaries being out and teaching all of these people, it's pretty easy to assume that they must have been single. We don't realize that maybe there were wives and children waiting at home. Six years after Alma was in the city of Ammonihah, he organized another mission and called several to go on missions with him. Included in those that went with him on that mission were two of his sons. He assigned his oldest son, Helaman, to stay home to take care of things at home, but he took his two younger sons with him on missions. By then, they must have been old enough to be missionaries. And yet, throughout all of Alma's ordeal in Ammonihah and all of the experiences that he had in Zarahemla, there's never a mention of any wife. There's never a mention before this of any children waiting at home. It's very possible that Ammon, Aaron, Omner, and Himni also had wives and children who either went with them on the mission or were waiting at home. 
It's just the pattern of the Book of Mormon, not to mention wives or children. It was a lot like the early pioneers. The women had to take care of the crops and the, raising the children and all the family financial obligations. Yeah. And they did this all while the men were out on missions and struggling, I'm sure, and having lots of hard times of their own, but had to be strong to be able to raise those children and do all the things that they had to do on their own. And they didn't expect any acknowledgement for what they were doing. Yeah. They just silently made it possible for their husbands and their sons to serve missions. Yeah. There are a lot of side details that are left out of the stories of the Book of Mormon. But we know that these three wonderful missionaries served separately but faithfully over the same 14-year time period. The stories, they are interwoven, they're complicated. The timeline is definitely complex. Yeah. Mormon brilliantly abridged these three remarkable stories. Yeah. Joseph Smith simply translated them for us into English. Thank you so much for listening. Next time, we'll talk about a special letter that was written by Alma the Younger, specifically to his son Helaman. It is a beautiful letter written in ancient poetic verse. Until then, enjoy your reading.